Hi guys, this is your host, Oe Zephyr, with your show, Cryptocurrency, the Blockchain, and Life, a podcast by Oe Zephyr. I like to talk about cryptocurrency and tell some stories about myself because I come from a unique background on the Pine Ridge Reservation, home of the Oglala Lakota people. This is my second podcast, actually my 29th, but second in my attempt to bring you more information more often. This podcast is dedicated to the insights of cryptocurrencies and investment tips. I hope that all of you are doing beautifully. Let's get started with today's episode. First, my disclaimer. I am not a certified financial planner, advisor, nor a certified financial analyst, nor an economist, nor a CPA, nor an accountant, nor a lawyer. I'm not a finance professional at all, through formal education, that is. I'm simply a cryptocurrency and blockchain enthusiast. This is for entertainment purposes only. Follow my advice at your own risk. All right, so let's get started. You know, crypto, cryptocurrency prices, rates, you know, I'm just going to stick with a few of the top ones right now. The the big market cap, all the crypto stats about to be mentioned are compiled today as of 422 General Mountain Time. Is that how you, General Mountain Time, anyway. So the last recorded price is $6,433, a percentage change of negative 0.27% for Bitcoin with a supply of 17 million and market cap of uh, 112 billion dollars. 112 billion. That's a lot of money, isn't it? (laughs) So, Ethereum. Where you at, Ethereum? The last recorded price on Ethereum, $204.36. Percentage change of negative 0.62%. That is your Ethereum. That was earlier today. As you know, these prices fluctuate. And this, uh, oh, that's a 24-hour change, I believe. And the XRP is the last recorded price of 0.45 cents. So 45 cents of a dollar. Percentage change of negative 0.79% with a supply of 39, $39 billion. 997,000 and more and a market cap of 18.16 billion EOS the last record price is $5.34 percentage change of negative 27 negative 0.27% supply of 1 billion and market cap of 4.8 billion hey there is this new blockchain documentary coming out It's an 84-minute blockchain documentary premiering on October 26th in New York City, among other cities, and will be in Cinema Village in New York City. Los Angeles, there's an opening date of Friday, November 16th at, I'm sorry, I can't say this, Lamel's Monica Film Center? Lamel's? Monica Filson. Yeah, I, I don't know. Anyway, if you're from the area, you know what I'm talking about. 
New York, August 21st, 2018. That date passed, but we'll cover it anyway. So, uh, the blockchain entertainment studio Singular DTV is releasing its first feature length documentary, Alex Winter's Trust Machine The Story of Blockchain in New York and Los Angeles. Produced by Kim Jackson of Singular DTV, Jeff Clark of Futurism Studios, and Alex Winters Trooper Productions. The film is financed by Singular DTV with Zach LeBeau, Ari Levy Cohen, Alex Clarkus, and Joseph Lubin as the. <laughs> Excuse me, as the executive producer. <laughs> I, uh, I'm on my phone, right? And I dropped it. So, sorry about that. Always one step ahead in signaling technology seismic shifts. Alex Winter has built up a body of work that documents how innovation changes the way people live their daily lives. Downloaded 2013 South by Southwest explored the downloading revolution and how Napster and file sharing took on the music industry, leaving musicians wondering about royalty payments and copyrights. Deep Web 2015 San Francisco International Film Festival Sheffield International Documentary Festival revealed a new kind of internet, decentralized, encrypted, and dangerous with particular focus on the fbi captured of the tor hidden service silk road and the judicial aftermath in his newest documentary the trust machine story the story of blockchain alex winner draw drills down on blockchain the the decentralized technology that supports cryptocurrencies why are banks terrified well unicef Ventures embraces it to help refugee children. Winter follows tech innovators striking a raw nerve as banks and network pundits rush to condemn volatile cryptocurrencies and blockchain technology. B- British hacktivist Lori Love fights extra- extradition. His computer skills perceived a threat to the U.S. government. Through the film, Winter reveals that the proponents of the blockchain, a, verif- a verified digital ledger, are, <laughs> are already using the technology to change the world. Fighting income inequality, the refugee crisis, and world hunger. Narrated by Rosario Dawson. Alex Winter on his inspiration for Trust Machine, the story of the blockchain, says... Bitcoin matters, but blockchain is really where the changes are going to come. There are huge changes happening in human culture right now. Never has something like this happened before, ever. And it is fascinating to me. That's why I really wanted to make this documentary. So if you want to learn more about the film, you can go on to TrustMachineFilm.com and check it out. Singular DTV is powered by blockchain technology and built on the Ethereum platform. Singular DTV helps make filmmakers 
fundraise, develop, and distribute their content. This ecosystem allows artists to have a direct relationship with their audience. Singular DTV also creates and distributes original content. Singular DTV's first feature film is The Happy Worker, directed by Dwayne Dunham and executive producer David Lynch, starring Josh Whitehouse, Thomas Hayden Church, and Colm Meany. Headquartered in Switzerland, Singular DTV has offices in New York, Los Angeles, Hong Kong, and Tokyo. About Futurism and Futurism Studios, Futurism covers the breakthrough technologies and scientific discoveries that will shape humanity's future. Their mission is to empower their readers and drive the, de- the development of these transformative technologies towards maximizing human potential. Futurism has over 100 million users per month, over 300 million Facebook videos per month. <coughs> Excuse me. And over 15 million social media followers. 15 million, not bad, not bad. Learn more at Futurism. Futurism Studios, led by President Jeff Clark, seek stories that showcase the people, companies, and technologies that are fundamentally transforming society. Based in Brooklyn, New York, Futurism Studios is the original content division for Futurism.com, one of the web's leading science and technology publications. The studio team has produced award-winning documentaries, featured films, digital series, and more. Futurism Studios' debut feature documentary is Trust Machine. Visit FuturismStudios.com for more information. Trooper Productions. Trooper Productions is the production entity for Alex Winter. Their award-winning work spans features films, feature films, television, advertising, and digital. Give me a second here. I have to. I'm looking for something. Looking for something. And I found it. So, earlier this week, Tether LLC, the issuer issuer of the USD-backed cryptocurrency, Tether USDT, pulled $300 million worth of stable coin out of circulation last week. So just days before the token lost its dollar peg. It's supposed to be one-to-one with the dollar, right? So it lost some it lost some some of that stability. Blockchain data from Omni, the second layer protocol that operates on the Bitcoin blockchain and serves as the infrastructure for the for Tether, reveals that cryptocurrency exchange Bitfinex sent 300 million USDT coins to the Tether Treasury address last week through two separate transactions. The first, executed on October 9th, returned 100 million USDT to Tether. Just five days later, on October 14th, Bitfinex, which reportedly shares a management team with Tether, sent another 200 million tokens to the Treasury address. Previously, on October 3rd, Bitfinex had returned 10 million USDT to the Treasury, which has not issued any new tokens since September 21st. 
According to Tether's transparency report, the company has been authorized to issue another $486 million worth of USDT, but has not yet done so. That number correlates with the more with more than 486 million USDT that are currently sitting in the company's Omni wallet. Omni wallet? I, I don't know how to say all this stuff. <laughs> At present, USDT has an outstanding market cap of 2.5 billion tokens, down from an all-time high of nearly 2.9 billion, despite purportedly being pegged to the US dollar one-to-one ratio. The cryptocurrency's market cap has declined even further to a present value of about $2.4 billion, representing a $100 million discount to the alleged value of its outstanding balance. That's because, as CCN reported, USDT's dollar peg evaporated, dropping the token's value as low as $0.92 cents to the dollar and lower on some exchanges, though it has since recovered to about 96 and at the time of this information being gathered, was about 98.5 to the US dollar. Tether has long been a controversial asset with cryptocurrency circles, but this controversy has intensified in recent days amid reports to that Bitfinex and Tether are once again struggling to find a consistent banking partner. That's big that's big news, you know. If you can't find a consistent banking partner, you're in trouble. You're trying to run a, a business that's one to a coin that's one to one with the dollar. All right, so <clears throat> Bitfinex confirmed to CCN that fiat deposits are currently paused, but has said that the situation should normalize within a few days. Meanwhile, traders are increasingly opting to use other stable coins. As new offerings from heavyweights such as Gemini, Circle, Paxos are gradually chipping away at other tethers, away at tethers stranglehold on the multi-billion dollar market. Following their respective listings, those tokens, Gemini dollar, USD coin, that is uh, USDC, and Paxos standard, that's P-A-X, quickly began to trade at a slight premium to USDT, suggesting that traders were more confident in the USD backing, in their USD backing, or at least they believe these new tokens could more easily be redeemed for their underlying assets. Some big news, man. Those premiums, you know, at the same time this happened... Um, when Tether withdrew that money, Bitcoin prices went way up because right, everyone was freaking out. So Tether's prices dropped. People transferred their, their Tether into Bitcoin, and I believe that's what it was from. So those premiums have widened on Monday in tandem with USDT's vanishing fiat peg. As of the time of this information being gathered... Uh, GUSD, USDC, and PAX were trading at premiums of roughly 9.8%, 8%, and 9.5% against their USDT trading pairs on various exchanges. A number of critics have alleged that Tether is used by Bitfinex to enact market manipulation. Studies point to correlations between large movements in USDT volume and pivotal downturns in the price of Bitcoin as well as the fact that Bitfinex and Tether share CEO and CFO. 
Bitfinex and Tether share the CEO and CFO. You hear that? Bitfinex and Tether share the CE, same CEO and CFO. Listen to that. What? These theories have been refuted by Tether as well as independent crypto commentators and the fact that USDT acts for many as both an intermediary between fiat and crypto or a hedge on other cryptocurrencies. This could explain the historic relationship between the USDT volume and Bitcoin prices. Yeah, nonetheless, it's hard to fully disprove that Bitfinex does not use Tether to pump Bitcoin. And of note is the fact that according to CCN, Tether pulled about 300 million worth of USDT from Bitfinex last week. The tokens were sent from a Bitfinex official wallet to Tether's treasury wallet and two separate transactions. And Tether reportedly has also not yet issued 486 million worth of USDT, which it purports to be authorized to. So crypto investments um, end withdrawals this week. Let's talk about that. In the middle of the week, many of the top digital cryptocurrencies in the world saw their values plunge dramatically. All told, about $6 billion worth of crypto value was wiped out in the span of a single day. Among the most popular digital currencies, Ethereum and Ripple, led the dive. According to data coin market cap, even in spite of recovered slightly from midweek lows, Ethereum was hovering just marginally above $200 and XRP was above $0.42. Cents. Well, it was below $0.42 cents per token as of the gathering of this info. This market this uh this marks the decline of about 10% of more or more from last week at the same time for both of these tokens. Bitcoin also fell in the turbulent period in the middle of the week, although it stabilized before losing an equivalent percentage of its value. Nonetheless, with a price of about 6,468 as of this information, Bitcoin has fallen Below the mid six thousands price point because back and but came back up again. It has experienced for several weeks price fluctuations like this. Reasons behind the sell-off? Well, the big question following the week's major cryptocurrency dip is why such a plunge took place. Yo, it may be linked to the massive stock market declines, which began later in the week. Probably not. Still a drop in cryptocurrency prices aligning with a fall in stock market is somewhat unusual, as you all know, if you're familiar with crypto. In the past, digital tokens have often been perceived as safe haven investments in the case of a stock market decline. More recently, though, Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies have tended to see their prices rise and fall in greater alignment with movements of broader stock market. Vanity Fair's new establishment list. Earlier this week, Vanity Fair released its annual new establishment list, a collection of 100 figures from the influential, influential and in, intersecting worlds of technology, media, entertainment, politics, and beyond which are shifting and shaping the global conversation. The 2018 list featured two prominent figures in the digital currency world, Coinbo- Coinboys, 
<laughs> Coinbase CEO Brian Armstrong, ranked 34th currently, and Ethereum co-founder Vitalik, Vitalik, I can't say it, Buterin, Vitalik, Vitalik, sorry guys, currently ranked 43rd. Supporters of cryptocurrencies may be inclined to see the inclusion of these two figures in the list as a sign that digital currencies are becoming more broadly accepted in mainstream culture. Have you heard about the Yale Endowment? News from Yale University indicates that the Ivy League institution, which has the second largest endowment of any American university, has invested heavily in a digital currency hedge fund launched by Coinbase co-founder Fred Ursum. The hedge fund called Paradigm is reportedly raising $400 million to invest in blockchain startups, digital currency exchanges, and other related ventures. See, so guys, they call this smart money. And smart money's getting into the field, coming into crypto. Uh, they're coming in, you know, they're getting ready to enter when the regulations hit from the government and more laws are laid down. There's going to be more smart money coming in. So if you're not into crypto, get into it. <sighs> okay, okay. So this week, the SEC, the Securities and Exchange Commission, denied nine Bitcoin ETF applications. Or did they? On Wednesday afternoon, the hearts of all crypto investors stopped as the U.S., SEC announced that it would be denying nine Bitcoin-backed ETF proposals from ProShares, Direction, Direction, <laughs> they spell it with an X, and Granite Shares. You know, I'm not familiar with all these companies that are in the crypto world because there are so many of them. You know, I read up on this stuff almost every day and I'm learning something new almost every every day i'm sorry i haven't been into it as long as many of you have but you know or if you're new to it you're learning with me so direction that's spelled with a x and granite shares while the nine etfs were inherently dissimilar with some offering leverage shorting and other unique features the reasons for denial were nearly identical across the sec's three documents regarding the verdict in the documents, the SEC brought attention to its fears of manipulation, which happens in the U.S. stock market, too, noting that Bitcoin markets lack significant size. All right, you know, it's just getting started. It's, it's in its infancy. Coupled with the fact that there is still a risk of fraudulent acts and practices in crypto markets, such as the U.S. stock market, too, but in, in an unexpected turn of events, the SEC Commissioner Hester Pierce, who has been dubbed Crypto Mom by the community, revealed that the commission would be saying, staying and reviewing the denial verdicts in accordance with the commissioner's 431st rule of practice. Putting the rule in layman's terms, Pierce wrote that the commission has right, the right to delegate cases to certain members of staff, but retains an opportunity to review the actions of said staff if, they, if the need may arise. Well, this sounds like ETF proposals have a fighting chance. Jake Chervinsky, an American lawyer who holds an interest in the crypto legal space, divulged that the aforementioned rule cited 
can be activated by a single commissioner. In this case, it is evidently CryptoMom who issued the order to review the proposal, reducing the chance of a verdict reversal greatly. Nonetheless, many are still hopeful for September September 30th verdict deadline for the ever so promising Venex SolidX Bitcoin ETF. You know, are you guys familiar with China and what China's been doing? You know, China, just my opinion, but the Chinese government is just trying to get a monopoly on cryptocurrency in the country of China. So, you know, it was illegal to have an exchange there and then it became illegal and blah, 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 blah. But we'll, we'll cover a little bit on China. China doubled down on crypto ban efforts recently. So since Bitcoin's infancy, China has quickly risen to the forefront of the development of blockchain and crypto technologies. But as Bitcoin markets value eclipsed previously, established all-time highs, the local government began to crack down on the propagation of cryptocurrencies by reportedly issuing a blanket ban of over cryptocurrency exchanges and ICOs. But as the age-old saying goes, rules are meant to be broken. With Chinese citizens quickly establishing alternative methods of trading cryptocurrencies and gathering ICO-related information, in the case of former ingenious Chinese crypto enthusiasts, began to utilize Alipay, payment processing platform, to establish illegal OTC, that is, over-the-counter exchanges. In the case of the latter, users sought a variety of crypto-centric news such as WeChat, China's main mode of communication. There's a lot of people in China, you know. So, (coughs) excuse me. While these methods of evading government restrictions were successful for months on end and in recent move, the Chinese government has doubled down on its efforts to curb cryptocurrencies. In a matter of days, Chinese regulatory bodies cracked down on WeChat's crypto news outlets, Alipay's OTC exchanges, crypto-related events, and 124 exchanges that were still available in the country's intranet. Moreover, China's central bank also issued a warning regarding ICOs and crypto-related scams, advising citizens to avoid such schemes that promote illegal fundraising, pyramids, pyramid schemes and fraud <clears throat> bitmex have you all heard of bitmex b i t m e x they entered the big leagues with office relocation it was recently revealed that bitmex the world's most popular bitcoin mercantile exchange would be reportedly moving into the world's most expensive office spaces get this The Hong Kong Economic Times, this outlet who first broke the news, noted that BitMEX has leased out the whole 45th floor of the Chung Kong Center. Sorry if I'm saying that wrong. Chung Chung Kong Center. For those who are unaware, Chung Kong Center sits in the heart of downtown Hong Kong and is home to Goldman Sachs, Barclays, the Bank of America, and Bloomberg, making it a building full of powerful individuals and firms. While Hong Kong is known globally as the world's priciest housing market, Chung Kong Center takes the cake. 
when it comes to extravagant office spaces, with each square foot costing an approximate I'm not even 225 Hong Kong per month. I'm not sure what the H what's HK? What's HK's? 28.50 per month. Oh, that's not making sense. If the reports are accurate, the exchange will be renting out 20,000 square feet, which will mean that BitMEX will pay the equivalent of $573,000 each month just for rent. While CEO Arthur Hayes has neither confirmed nor denied this rumor, many have speculated that this move could be likened to a show of force. With BitMEX's appearance in such an office space showing legacy market firms that crypto is here. We are here. (laughs) What better way to say it than paying $573,000 a month while sitting next to Goldman Sachs, Barclays, the Bank of America, and Bloomberg organizations and heads. Others see this as a strategic move, with a <clears throat> with such a move putting the exchange within arm's reach of the most influential financial and technology firms in the world. You know, my man Les Brown, motivational speaker, says, um, "If you're not the if you're the smartest man in the in the room or in the group, you need to find yourself a new group or a new room." So, what did they do? They moved up. They they surrounded themselves with good company. But most importantly. This move shows that BitMEX, which offers high-fee margin trading options, has still been ranking in hefty profits, even as the crypto market has essentially fallen off a sharp, tall cliff. And and in other news, the market hesitantly moves upwards after days of low volatility. It goes without saying that the crypto market has had quite a week. With traders, investors, and analysts alike meeting roadblocks at nearly every turn of the market, while the news cycle may indicate that FUD is circling the market in the same way that vultures circled their prey, cryptocurrency values saw a slight move upwards even amidst the regulatory troubles and uncertainty. Last week, the collective valuation of all crypto assets totaled $210 billion, but saw a minor 1.4% gain to reach $213 billion on August 25th. This gain, albeit near negligible, may indicate that the sentiment is beginning to shift in this industry, as the market has stopped negatively reacting to this week's set of pessimistic news. Now, here's something interesting that I, I discovered just because of the huge amount of money that's being stolen in cryptocurrency you know when you, if you are into cryptocurrency you need to really protect your your keys right you know that and if you're not into cryptocurrency and you're just listening because this is new information to you you need to protect your keys your your they're like your passwords sort of to access your funds but if anyone gets this password anybody can access your funds from anywhere in the world and empty your wallet But North Korea's infamous hacking group, dubbed Lazarus, has managed to steal over a half a billion dollars in cryptocurrencies, a report indicated. A half a billion dollars, folks. I'm in the wrong business. According to an article published Friday, the next web, the coming annual report from cybersecurity vendor group, IB, sets out the Lazarus was behind 14 hacks on crypto exchanges since January 2017. 
reaping a massive $571 million from their attacks. More generally, Group IB also indicates that $882 million in cryptocurrency was stolen from exchanges in total from 2017 to 2018, according to a summary of the report obtained by the Tech News source. The source, the security provider, said that the number of tax tar targeting crypto exchanges is likely to rise further. With hackers of more traditional financial institutions, such as banks, being drawn to the space seeking big gains. You know, when banks come in, and we're looking at you know trillions of dollars coming into the crypto space. So you're going to see much larger profits at that time for these guys. The summary also looks at the methods used by hackers in order to carry out the attacks, saying spear phishing, social, social engineering, and malware are the most widespread tools of the illicit trade. So if you're going to, if you have your money, your crypto on a hot wallet, um, I wouldn't use that computer for anything else but cryptocurrency or that iPad or whatever. That's the only thing it does. If you're going to have it on a hot wallet. Now, the best way to store your crypto is in a cold wallet or a Ledger Nano S. And so you need to get yourself a Ledger Nano S hardware wallet, folks. Protect your crypto. If you want to support this broadcast and use my affiliate link, you can email me at earn.com slash oizephyr, that's O-I-Z-E-P, as in Paul, H-I-E-R, earn.com slash oizephyr, and I'll give you my um, affiliate link for the Ledger Nano hardware wallet. Do that. Support this crypto. The wallets are $79.99 currently. Um, man, that's a, that's a lot of information, right? A lot of information from the crypto space for this week. Stick with me every week. My next episode, I'm going to try to get out Sunday night. See what's happening. I'll cover all the all the news I can in in this time period. I'm I'm shooting for 10, 20, 30 minutes. Right around 20 is a sweet spot what I'm getting at. Um, right now we're at 34. Man, Thank you for listening, guys. I'm always Zephyr OZ Inspires on Instagram and Twitter. Give me a follow and a like and share my stuff. I appreciate it. Support this podcast by donating if you want to keep this going. And we could get better and better as things grow. Thank you. I'm always Zephyr. I love you. We'll talk to you soon.